BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Jakaris, bitches. Welcome to Straight Up with Stasi. Um, I have Katie Maloney here because this is the thing. The last 12 times I have been around you, Katie, mm-hmm. the only thing that you can talk about is Taylor Swift's <laughs> Miss Americana. To the point where the first seven times that I heard you talk about it, I was like, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen I know, it yet. I know. You talking at me about this means absolutely nothing. I'm just going to have to sit here in my brain and think about shoes as I let you get it all out. Yes, it's important. It is. Well, now that I have watched it, it is very important. Mm-hmm. So I know you have a shit ton of thoughts on it. Um, I hope you can repeat yourself because we're just going to spend an episode talking about this and I guess we can just talk about how it relates to women in general yeah and or just people in general and how people feel and like even Taylor Swift feels the same way that like someone who works at Express feels That's the most random place you could possibly pull out but like that was the that was the thing I was watching like when I was watching this when it came out January 31st at two o'clock in the morning, I was like, how me, Katie Maloney in Valley Village is relating so <laughs> hardcore to Taylor Swift, superstar. Yeah. It's nuts. But you know what? That's why that's why I think that this that this documentary is so important. Well, I think what's also important to note is that you and I haven't been like I've I'm not like I like Taylor Swift, but I've never been like a ride or die Taylor Swift. Like yeah, we're I'm, not we're I'm, not Swifties. We're not Swifties. We know? weren't we weren't fans of her. We're also like because we're we're a little bit older. Yeah. Then you know I think her fans are and have the, at least the ride or dies have been. So we we like were conformed maybe around. Um, I was okay. What you were reputation reputation, which I think is interesting. Because reputation is the one that people didn't give a shit about. <laughs> and as I was watching this documentary, I'm like, she's not nominated nominated for reputation. No yeah. one cares about reputation. That shit was amazing. She all she was like this cat loving, no offense, but like <laughs> I have a room in my house that's dedicated to girls. And it's like, if you're a boy, you can't go in there. And I'm just a goody two shoes to all of a sudden being this like fucking just relentless give zero fucks badass like i'm gonna call everyone out with my music and i'm like i'm here for it but that's but you have to understand it was such a departure from her like goody goody bubble gum let's have a sleepover in my with my cats 
in my in my girls only bedroom, no mm-hmm. boys allowed kind of thing that, you know, when when reputation came out and it was gritty, give zero fucks kind of thing that people were shooketh. How did the Swifties it, like it? Do you know? I, they didn't, I don't think. So like, I, I, you know, what? I, I don't I don't know. She's such like a ride or die with girls, though. I love that, though. Until she's not their friend. She kind of reminds me of us. Hold up. Hold up. Just hear me out real fast. Okay. We're so ride or die with girls. I don't really have any guy friends. I think your husband's the only guy friend I really have. You know what I mean? But it's not like I'd ever just like call him and be like, want to go watch a game together or want like, to go do this tonight? It's like, no, I would much rather always be around girls. Hardcore, just since I was little, always about girls. But we do cut out friends sometimes. And she did that. With Carly Kloss. I Googled that. Oh. Remember, they were like best friends. That's they right. were even on the cover of Vogue together. They did everything together. Carly lived at her apartment in New York. Yeah, what was it that happened though? I Googled it. And so, I mean, honestly, you don't you never know actually what we're reading is true. But what I found online, it could be false, is that like while Taylor was gone, like Carly was having just like lots of people over to Taylor's place and just like kind of not respecting the situation. And I think maybe that just caused Taylor Swift to just freak out and kind of do a like, okay, I can't, which hashtag no new friends. Hashtag. Well, yeah, seriously. (laughs) It's like I get, and it's like, I obviously there's gotta be more to the story For for sure. You know, but I have not seen her with Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift did not go to Carly Kloss's wedding. Oh, yeah. So there's that. But also Taylor Swift has done like she's just straight up disappeared, too, from everywhere and and everyone, I think. Well, I think that's also interesting that she was able to disappear for a year. Also, goals. Goals. That must be fucking nice. How does that happen when you have all of those people outside your apartment, just like tons of paparazzi and fans? How do you all of a sudden just disappear for a year? Tell teach me. Well, I think she's probably spent. Isn't doesn't her um, boyfriend live in like England or isn't London he from England, England or something? something? She probably spent a lot of time over there. Okay, okay, still difficult because <clears throat> there's still like photographers and press in mm-hmm. England, and I'm sure she's like a worldwide deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just I I just want to know how the fuck do you get to go and hide? <sighs> yeah, but I don't think she necessarily saw it as. A luxury she saw it as a necessity and also it was you know she was felt like no one wanted to see her and that's kind of sad she thought that she thought that literally she was canceled and no one wanted to see her face okay I think that that's an important thing to note and so maybe we can then just to provide some context in case someone who's listening hasn't watched the documentary <sighs> okay, yes um It starts out with her basically saying, like, my whole life, I like what's made me happy is hearing applause or getting validation from other people. She's lived for the approval of strangers. Yes. Essentially. Her whole life, like up until like shooting this documentary, basically, or up until her breakaway and up. But so it's like that's kind of like what the theme of the documentary is. Mm -hmm. And then it like spiders off into all of these other things. 
but she does get into the fact that when did they say when when did the hashtag Taylor's canceled party whatever when um they so came when in Kanye Ka- yeah when the, when Kanye came out with that song that says you know I made that bitch famous and she she said that she doesn't remember saying having that conversation that she w- was cool with that he she doesn't remember him telling her I'm gonna s- call her a bitch and you know she thought that she was massively taken advantage of especially when Kim Kardashian posted that video of her on the phone with him yeah and it was it was a very sort of like confusing situation because it wasn't really the full story and the full conversation you know what sucks is that it's like I don't want to choose between Kim and Taylor (laughs) I know I like them both so so yeah so Kanye is using his massive audience to to persuade on his end and and then you know at his concert everyone's saying fuck taylor swift fuck taylor swift and then it's just just an onslaught of taylor swift's canceled taylor swift's canceled taylor swift's canceled so her saying that when she lives for the you know approval of strangers after getting um or when when she's at the mtv movie awards going back to that when he came and that was, was like, really sad to relive that was really hard was to rewatch so that because, sad because she was because she says in this documentary she says when you live you know when you live for the approval of strangers you know one one thing can dismantle the whole thing and it can come crushing down and so she says for me it was really hard to hear these booing I, to me it didn't occur to me that they were booing Kanye yeah I'm standing on stage and hearing people booing and I think they're booing me yeah that was crazy too because I don't so, think she's ever said that in an interview yeah so so you see her face and you see just the color drain from it and she's just feeling she's really thinking that these people are booing her so that's where like things like you know like that kind of really start to just chip away at her and then when that song um, came out and that whole like i don't know that war between them happened and they, that whole cancel taylor swift this is what's motion cra- this is what's crazy about just being human and social media is that when that like canceled taylor swift thing happened i didn't even if i heard about it i would never have i didn't take it seriously i'm like you can't cancel taylor swift she's taylor swift like that's where my brain goes. And so I would have thought that her like scrolling through her Twitter, seeing nothing but those hashtags should be like, you can't cancel me. I'm Taylor Swift. Like it's so crazy how even somebody who is at the top of the music industry, at the top of like her respective industry. So it doesn't matter if it's the music, like what your industry is or what your career is. Yeah. You could be at the top no matter. And you're still you're still scared. That's that's You're another that's another huge running theme in this in this entire documentary is that she's just in constant competition with herself that you know she has to do better and that even though she's at the top that you know she's she's got to compete with herself. I don't think does it, to me it didn't even look like she knew she was at the top. No, I mean, I'm like because she's also she was like so young. Think like think about when she when she started gaining massive success. She was just a teenager, and then you know by the time she's twenty four and twenty five, like she's winning Grammys. That's insane. Yeah, but you would think that okay, the facts are there. The things that she's accomplished, all of I you know I don't know the the list of 
shit. I mean, I have like one article here that I'm just like, okay, okay. Taylor Swift sold more singles in the past decade than any other musician. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, well, that means I'm I'm kind of on the top if I knew that information. That like, it's not like an opinion. It's just fact. It's like, yeah. I'm on top. I've sold more that, than any other musician. The one scene where it's it was the the day that the Grammy nominations came out and she's just like, sitting on the couch and she's waiting for the phone by call herself by herself with a camera crew and she <laughs> and she gets the call that she has not been nominated for grammys you just see like complete like a crushing reaction from her and she just feels like like this is the end for me you know like i have to go i have to like it's just it's a girl like you're Taylor Swift. You're Taylor Swift. You don't even need a Grammy. Beyonce know, doesn't but- even go to the Grammys a lot of the time. And that's Queen Bay. You know what I mean? <laughs> she doesn't even go. So it's like. But this is like this is the 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 pressure. And this is sort of like the it goes back to her sort of being the person that she's been not told to be, but that everyone has wanted her to be this perfect person person and that you know if she's if she's not winning grammys if she's not nominated for grammys then you know who is she not that she's always has been but it's just she's always been really likable and she treats people nicely and it's just you know and if she's not getting those things then that means people don't like her it's just it's very like it's really sad to see that it also reminds me of and you might be able to help me with this because i'm trying to remember which actress this was recently but or where I saw this, but it, it kind of has to do with relevancy. It's like in the entertainment industry. OK, so if like we're not on Vanderpump rules or doing something that's out there, then are we relevant? Then you're done. It's almost like for her, like she was told, like, if you're not winning Grammys, you're not relevant. You're done. Like there was an actress recently that was just told, like, you need to be more relevant. And so she like went out. She started going. This is going to kill me. Um, it's I saw it on Daily Mail, which means keep, it's true. Keep saying more. <laughs> which she was just basically told that by her team. Like, I need to be more relevant. And so she was like going out more, going to dinners at places where people are going to see you. And I'm like, oh, man, that's exhausting. It's like, we don't even do that. Like, I don't even go to Craig's unless Randall takes us there <laughs> once a year. Like, you know what I mean? I You Postmates, Craig. <laughs> um, not anymore. By now, I mean, I feel like most of us understand why it's so important to use natural products in our home. I've been talking about Grove Collaborative for a while because it's a great place to get all natural home products, cleaning things. It's where I get all of the Mrs. Myers products that I like clean my house with just to do as much as uh, we can for the environment. But I've only recently gotten into trying to reduce my plastic use in my home because I felt like for so long, I'm like, well, where do I buy sustainable products? Like, I really don't know where to begin. And then I found out recently as I was using Grove Collaborative, I'm like, okay, here's a place where we can find sustainable swaps for the things that we normally use. Like instead of buying hand soap that comes in a plastic case, I was able to buy from Grove Collaborative a glass container that then you can refill it with all of the soap. There's also sustainable straws. The dish thing that you use, it's made from like 
freaking walnuts, like a walnut scrubber sponge. So you wash your dishes with that. It's like making the smallest difference is actually making the biggest difference. And I found out also with Grove Collaborative that they have a $35 value sustainable swaps whole like set. So it comes with the straws. It comes with reusable sandwich and snack bags. Yeah. So like instead of using like those like plastic Ziploc whatever bags, you have washable ones that you just can clean yourself or throw in the top layer of your dishwasher and it's clean. The glass hand soap dispenser, walnut scrubber sponge, easy ways for us to start using sustainable things and help our children or future children and grandchildren or whatever if you're not having children, your friends' children. So make your home more sustainable this year like moi. So now for a limited time, when my listeners go to grove.co slash Stassi, you'll get a free five-piece set from Grove so you can swap out plastic in an easy way. Plus, you'll get free shipping and a free 60-day VIP trial. So go to grove.co slash Stassi to get this exclusive sustainable swaps offer. Grove.co slash Stassi. Relevancy sucks. I hate that word. I want to get rid of it. I don't like it. <laughs> you know what? What what happens if you want to take a, a breather and not be relevant for a while, but still be able to work? Because here's the thing. And be, like, because, because we live in a day where everything is instant and everything is like current. This is why it's like, oh, you got to get on TikTok. You got to get on this. You got to get on this. It's like, why, it's, it's like we are inundated with so many social media platforms. that if you're not on this, then you're not relevant and you're not current and you're not with the times. It's like it is so oversaturated and it's just and it's just it's it here today and gone tomorrow and people just want new new content all the time fresh content and it's there's always new trends out there and you have to stay on top of it and for me it is exhausting because it's like that's not necessarily not the world where I come from but that's not the time that I'm from and even though I'm or technically, the life that you want to truly yeah, that's, live that's like that's not the like I I'm a millennial but like I spent most of my time growing up and my creative time not with a cell phone and not creating a cell phone and putting out content for the world and gaining and gaining um validation that way yeah you know i i spent real in real time with irl with people getting validation that way so it's really hard to have to like put stuff out there for likes and everything so it's like for me to have to constantly feel like I need to put out selfies and be active on even just Instagram is is like overwhelming in itself so like maintaining yeah. relevancy just it, when it's not even up to you it's not it even is. up to you I know how long you can stay relevant in a in a world in you know reality tv or in the movies for actresses or for singers to win Grammys it's 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 subjective so for people to to comment on those things and to put that kind of unnecessary pressure on people is just ridiculous, especially, you know, in the Twitter world and the cancel culture out there. I loathe the cancel culture. It's so I you know, I like it's dangerous. I thought the the word was funny, like you're canceled. I think <laughs> yeah. it's funny when it's not meant seriously. Yes. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I I want it I like I want I don't even actually use that word. I should use it more. <laughs> I like that word. But like not seriously. No, it's, no, no, no. The cancel culture is scary as fuck. And you know what? I guarantee 
five people could listen to this podcast episode right now, hear how we're talking about cancel culture, all of a sudden start tweeting a lot, a lot, the same hashtags, something, and they could, it just picks up. Cancel Katie and Stassi or cancel this. It picks up then because somebody else sees it. They don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Then they look into something and they see one article that they're like, you're right. I don't like them. I'll do that too. You're it's doing like, it right now. I'm doing it. I'm canceling us right now in this podcast. It's, but yeah. it's it's weird. It's It's just weird that so many people like have the power to not just take you down or take your career down, but make you feel like that could happen. People self-appoint them the power to do that. People, it's weird. The peop people that don't even have the power self-appoint themselves the power and somehow rally people behind themselves to do it. It's insane. Like just watching Taylor Swift be like, well, I was canceled, so I'm going to go, hide, I'm go hide for a year. What? Yeah, it's crazy. But like, I re I relate to that big time. Yeah, because like I've I like even like on our show I feel that way. Yeah, too. Because like I feel like I've like been not canceled, but people want to see me gone. I mean, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, people have commented that a lot to you, um, and I don't have anything to say to it because I <laughs> I that I can't imagine. I mean, I remember how that must feel from when I've gone through it, mm -hmm. but you've gone through it for such a long period of time that I'm not even going to try and be like, you know, feel better, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, no, that's, that must, that, that must not feel good. Like, yeah. that must, so uh, yeah, when she's like, stressful. she's like, I feel like I should just like, people don't want to see me. And I'm like, I feel that so much. So it's like, it's, yeah. How long? Okay, you know what I was wondering, and I don't know if you know how long was this filmed, and when did it start? Like over a period of how long? Because it it seemed like it started right after Reputation, and that was a really long time ago. I'm guessing it's like several years. That, I mean, that's what it seems. They're like. filming like bits of her Reputation tour, which was a while back that was like when i joined vanderpump rules <laughs> season four again that was that long ago no it wasn't yeah it was because i remember literally her reputation tour yeah because i remember the, her music video with all of the supermodels came out at that time no did i dream this yes it feels like <laughs> i did i dream this yes Okay. When was that then? Reputation tour? Yeah, remember when she did all of the um that was that was like literally 2 years ago. Why does it feel <laughs> like I feel like I have this memory of being in the Venice Beach shack? No, watching that music video. We were listening to those songs the weekend that you and Bo like Oh my god. You're so <laughs> right. I know, time flies. Oh my god. Time Flies. That's all you needed to say. You're yeah. right. It was right when it was literally the night that we had sex for the first yep. time was the first day that I heard, look what you made me do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So I was just confusing. Um, like for some reason, I thought that the, the supermodel music video was with the reputation. No. It was before that. 
so I was I was I wasn't crazy. What song was that? Remember when she had like Gigi yeah, Hadid yeah. and everyone in there? I don't remember what music what video that was, but anyways. Okay. Now yeah. this is making so much more sense to me because I've been thinking that this has now been like four or five years and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Then I feel like I have more answers. Okay, well, one thing that you kept talking about that I also think is important. And I wonder what people in like not in the entertainment industry feel about this as she was talking about the elephant graveyard. Mm. God, especially also people that like are under the age of 30. Right. Because this this is like such a real, very real thing for women that are, you know, 30s, above 30s, that it becomes very hard to be you know desire not desirable you know you're still desirable but but to be what's the word I don't know because I don't feel this way <sighs> like I'm 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 gonna okay. be honest like when you said you were you related to that I was like I don't at all I felt like I feel like like I was watching the documentary being like she was like talking about how she was dreading turning 30. I was looking forward to turning 30. Yeah. No, and I just I, it's don't. Not a, it's not about that, but it's about feeling like washed up essentially in that there's a whole new like fresh batch of like young women coming in that are, you know, you don't feel that way. Even like even on on our show, people are like, they need younger people. These these they're they're all old now. No, because I think <laughs> I I think about like the knowledge that we have now and just like I feel like our personalities are just we're all just yes, so much cooler. I'm not saying that's not true. <laughs> that I'm like, what do you know, bitch? Like if someone young and new comes in, I'm like, what do you I'm know? I'm not saying that I'm not I'm like cooler or wiser or funnier or better I'm not, it's not about that it's just it's about it's it's just it's it's having that young youthful quality in in hollywood and entertainment especially it's it's more so for actresses and entertainers and stuff okay but but you know you feel that a little bit because like yeah like when you get older it's just like maybe because i look up to the real housewives so much <laughs> i just don't i'm like i'm sorry but like no, because like I have Bethany and fucking Lisa Vanderpump right now that are just like literally pr at their prime <laughs> in their lives. And I'm like, I still have a lot of time to well, go. If you're if you're looking at Housewives, then yeah. So maybe more people need to watch Housewives. It's, it's That's just, the answer. I mean, it just it's OK. I guess it, it's relative where it depends on what you're looking at, what lens you're putting on it. But but which but she's also looking at it as like. She says, you know, I have to now I'm constantly having to reinvent myself. That was important. I have yeah. to as an artist, I'm having to reinvent myself mm -hmm. constantly to to be interesting and to sell myself as an artist to people to 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 be interesting and fresh and cutting edge and entertaining to everyone. Whereas men in this industry don't. I was thinking about that they too. They can just keep showing up with yeah. the same old song and dance and the same fucking shit and people still keep buying it. Yeah. Where they, and they show her in different like 
costumes and different everything yeah. haircuts and and all this stuff just yeah reinventing herself constantly over time just to like be fresh and new and different yeah and that is yeah that's why i was like damn okay girl. that yes the el- that's what i mean with like the elephant graveyard it's just like being like having to like have something to bring to the table it well, is what do you have to, to offer what do you have to offer it's like what what do you mean what like what does he have to offer i know i'm trying to think of any male musicians that have like reinvented themselves and i can't think of any bieber <laughs> okay uh, unfortunately he's reinvented himself he looks like a, a highway like like he's going to Someone literally said- pull over in his white van try <laughs> and sell your future children some cookies and kidnap them wait i read somewhere like he looks like like the the roofer that skipped out on payday and isn't shown back up <laughs> for work <laughs> that I was it's like funny accuracy but yeah but <laughs> and also but then she also says you know just she just was very like kind of hitting the nail on the head of like being you know growing up and into like into yourself mm-hmm. and into you know being in your 30s basically and she's like you know I feel like I'm 57 years old but also I'm like not ready for kids and all that adult shit that's and I was why like, you related to this shit <laughs> and i was like i just want you to same, have a baby same z's well yeah because I, I do i definitely do like because i feel like i've experienced so much life and i've learned so much so I, I definitely feel old but i also feel like i'm like not ready for so much adult Listen, responsibility you know too. your own life, your own body, your own mind and your own heart and your soul. So if you feel like you're just not there yet, then that's your thing. No, no, I can't say anything to that. It's also it's also just like I'm also always like scared of like the unknown. That is like exciting. A baby unknown. That's like not true unknown. You know what's unknown when there's the giant earthquake and California <laughs> falls off into the water. That's on un- the unknown. Yeah. Sorry, I just watched like Geo whatever, Geo Storm the other day with Gerard Butler, so I'm just like all Yeah, no, <laughs> thinking about the, the earthquake natural situation disasters. is real here because you just like it's always like coronavirus is be- real. Yeah, because well, the earthquake thing is just cuz you're just like laying in bed watching some Netflix Trying to maybe, you know, maybe you took a little bit of Zequel to, you know. Could you imagine if an earthquake <laughs> happened, the big one, when I'm right in the middle You're- of my Xanax REM? <laughs> <laughs> I would be, I, Bo would leave me. He would be like, I'm sorry, she won't wake up. I got to get out of here. I'm taking the dogs. <laughs> Dude. The, but for real, we don't give like we don't get warnings. We don't get like evacuation warnings. It's just we we're just out here raw dog and reality in this in this shit of like it's true i also it's watched, gonna happen i also watched twister the other day which is weird why am i watching these movies all, all of a sudden twist tornado people don't get warnings either pretty sure dorothy didn't end up being a well, thing well they do it's called there's a storm happening it's not like it's like a blue sky and all of a sudden like boom twister just really i thought down. that's exactly what it was no there's like usually there's like some like wind and have you ever some- seen a tornado no, but Me like I've seen, but it, but like I'm pretty sure that there's like a weather pattern happening prior to. I, like, well, according to Helen Hunt, that shit 
can happen at any time, at any place. It Wait. happens over the water. Yeah, but yeah, but when a storm is happening, what def- define a storm? Rain, wind, and rain. Like it's like during a storm. It's like wind. Yes, I feel like we're gonna get a lot of tweets about it's, this one. Uh, so please, people are gonna be correcting. I us. correct me. I don't. Yeah. I'm not trying to act like I, I th- know, but I'm just saying it's like it's not like an earthquake where it's like it just happens. Have you tried ritual yet? You guys, I've been talking about this for forever, okay? This is revolutionary in the vitamin industry, okay? Because ritual is a women's daily vitamin that has been so obsessively researched to the point where when this group of people got together to say, you know what, we need a multivitamin for women to take to fill in the gaps in in their daily diet so that they're not overwhelmed when they go to the pharmacy and they don't know which types of vitamins to get. And so they went to a leading scientist and said, if you could create the perfect vitamin for your wife, what would you create? And this person created Ritual which I love. I just love that story. I also love that Ritual is a multivitamin for women that when you go to their website, everything is so transparent. They have all of the information about why each thing in the vitamin was carefully sourced and why it's in the vitamin and what it does for you. So there's no wondering what you're putting in your body. Transparency is number one for Ritual. And also this is something that is delivered directly to your door. So you can get multi vitamins delivered to your door without having to put on clothes and go to the drugstore and be like, um, buying 11 different bottles of different vitamins because you just don't know what your body needs. Ritual was made for women to fill in our diet gaps because it doesn't matter how healthy we're eating. It doesn't matter if we're having a green juice every morning and eating all the right things throughout the day. You're still going to be missing something. One of my favorite parts is that you don't have that like gross fish oily aftertaste with Ritual because there's actual peppermint oil in it. And the vitamins and the bottle are really chic and look like little snow globes. So there's that. I'm being superficial when it comes to that, but sometimes it matters. You know, when you just look at something pretty and you digest something that's pretty, it just makes you feel better about it. You know what I'm saying? Just puts you in a good mood. It's like Christmas. So daily changes can lead to big results when you start small, okay? So Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. That's a long time. Try it out. Satisfaction guaranteed. Just go to ritual.com slash Stasi to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash Stasi. Isn't it weird that Taylor Swift also has to think about earthquakes? <laughs> Well, when she's in LA, yeah, I was like, she's <laughs> when I, I knew, I just saw your brain, I saw your <laughs> eyes dart, and I'm like, I know what you're about to say, bitch. She doesn't actually live here, okay? It's <laughs> not what I mean, but she's here sometimes, I so wish she doesn't. She did. I wish she would like. I would. I want to be like Taylor. If you ever feel like you want to disappear, you can disappear. To you know Valley what? I, I don't understand. <laughs> to my house, a lot of celebrities disappear to New York. How and why? I don't understand. To me, that is like the one place you would not be able to disappear. And it's not like you like like Kylie Jenner's 
compound in Calabasas would be like a two bedroom apartment in Manhattan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like everything's so small. So why would you want to go and disappear to New York? Like why not live in LA is like the best place to live. You can Whoa. drive far away. What was crazy in this documentary is she when she's leaving her apartment or that, sorry, yes. her apartment, her house, she has a permanent like crowd of fans and paparazzi yes. outside. She goes she, when she leaves, she's like, so this is my front yard. What did she say? Yeah, this is my like front yard. <laughs> my front yard. And she says, I know that this is like not normal. Fucking insane. Like I would have a full, I would 100% that would check into some sort of rehab yeah, facility. I would never leave. So maybe that's how she disappeared. Maybe she just never But you left. can't even Postmates because then you're like, the Postmates guy is going to ask for a photo. <laughs> Well, I don't think she's the one answering the door. So that means she's never alone. She always has to be with someone. Oh, there's a door guy, you mean? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't, working I don't, through this I, right you know now what? as well. I, who knows? Okay. Speaking of paparazzi standing outside of her door 24-7. The, the facts, photo. Okay, the that, photo thing. So the photo, that's probably, that was also one of the big, big moments that struck with me struck with me stuck, stuck with, with me you in this well let me just explain just again in case people haven't watched so she gets in the car after she leaves her part her home and there's just nothing but fans and paparazzi out there and she gets in the car and she's like i've i've learned that i it's not good for me to look at pictures of myself every day yeah and that she would look at her paparazzi photos and zoom in and be like oh my stomach's sticking out too much in that one or and she would go in like a, a hate shame spiral and like then and starve yeah and be like guess i'm not eating today and then she's like i thought it was normal to feel out of breath like during my performance yeah. or during a concert like i just thought that's what happens and she's like i didn't know that no if you eat food you won't feel that way yeah and it's and I, I'm, I'll be honest, I, I like always suspected because she was very, 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 very thin. But and it was and it would fluctuate. Well, here's if the thing, she had we, always been that way, but, I'd be like, oh, that's her body type. But she when we when we first met Taylor Swift, she was a young girl. She was a teenager. So it's like I don't she when we met her, she was just like a, a young thin girl, you know, so. Who knows? You know? What do you mean? Meaning like when you meet someone, like we're all we're all like thin when we're teenagers. Right. So like we we don't know, like we never I never saw her like weight fluctuate in any way. I thought to she me, was, I she felt like always, I did. She was always just like thin. I was like, oh, she just is like a naturally thin girl. I like, don't mean f like I, I mean I just felt like sh as she grew older, she just got smaller. And that normally doesn't happen, really. Um right? Am I, I wrong? I don't I don't know. I mean, I could not for me. <laughs> I could be wrong, but like to me, the older I get, the harder it yes. is. Correct. So that's correct, but she but she like brings up um something that I don't think a lot of people know about or what they understand about the whole like disordered eating topic. And are you going to explain that some more? Because well, I don't know what you mean. Well, like disordered, where it's like, it's not necessarily a like, 
bulimia or anorexia anorexia thing where it's like yeah like you're eating but like you know you're not necessarily eating enough for like you you know you exercise a lot but like you're very like calorie deficient and you know it's just like you don't necessarily have like the best relationship with food and it's like a lot of people like like have a hard time with that i even i even think like even me me in my 20s i I had a hard time with that and like i I feel like that every day and (laughs) yeah no i feel that every day i think about what i've consumed every day and then and even yesterday when i went to my doctor i'm like i've just felt really fatigued and like mildly like i'm not gonna say depressed just down i was talking to you about this i'm like i just feel down i have no reason to feel down but like i literally have no energy and then one of the things he asked he's like well what about your diet and i'm like well i'm fucking trying to intermittent fasting i'm trying not to eat that much like maybe that also has something to do with it Mm -hmm. and is affecting my mood and my energy and everything and i'm just trying to look the best that i can on my fucking wedding date that it's like i yeah probably have a weird issue i definitely i definitely have definitely had um some like disordered eating issues in my past and like you don't think that you have until you sit back and you think about it and you're like that's not like normal yeah like i shouldn't be obsessed with it or i shouldn't overthink about that but when you try these like diet fads or when you try to like count calories or when you think about like you know, I'm not going to eat this or I'm only going to eat at certain times or I'm only like, that's a disordered eating pattern. That's like, yeah. And so, so then I just was like, fuck it. I'm just going to like eat whatever I want. Cause I love food and I love food. And I love food. And then we see what happens when you do that. You gain like 40 pounds. It, but and, it's and like, so- what is a, what is a healthy relationship with food? Like, how do you even define that? Just like, I don't even know what that is. Um, I don't know what that is. So it's just trying to like literally eat food that is good for you and eating like healthy choices. Like we all know what's food that's like not good for you. I mean, what what is having a healthy relationship with food? Because I don't know one person that does. Knowing, knowing. Maybe Bo or Schwartz. <laughs> but like I don't really know anyone, any female that has like a healthy relationship with food where I'm like, you don't think about it. Like you just naturally eat healthy. I think we all are and I don't know if it's just us living in LA but like we're all obsessive about it and if we're not obsessive about it we're doing the wrong thing or it's just you know what I mean yeah well it's it's a borders on trying to be like you know healthy and maintain a healthy lifestyle and then being like disordered and obsessive about it you know and that's why for me rather than trying to go back to those patterns i was like i'm gonna go see a nutritionist and learn how you do those things so i can create a healthy relationship with food so i don't need to be like scared to eat or or i feel like i can't have these things or you know because i think when you start to like create that bad relationship with food or like oh food makes me fat or food does this or food you know or just go the opposite and just you know be an emotional eater or something like that Mm -hmm. that's that's also dangerous yeah that's what i mean like even like people that we know that don't obsess about it but then like just like do emotionally eat and just don't give a shit it's like all of us have a i don't i'm just saying I'm, i'm just making a comment that like i don't know anyone or know what it's like to have just a healthy relationship with food knowing that taylor swift has gone through it too 
Oddly yeah, makes no, me feel better. No, Is that no, bad? That's, no, but that's why it stuck with me because I was just like, oh my God, like, thank you for talking about this and bringing this to the forefront and shedding light on this because I think that this is something that a lot of people are scared to talk about and not and not normalizing it but just making it feel like this is something that is like happening and not understanding that a lot of people like might not understand that they also might be doing these kind of things too yeah because you don't because she said you don't realize that you're doing it yes you do it slowly over time i'm telling you because that was a moment where i'm like i feel that way right now it's like i feel that way right now and i'm driving myself crazy right now thinking about what i can and can't eat and I love, I mean, who doesn't fucking love eating? If someone doesn't <laughs> say that, they're like, oh, whatever, food's fine. It's like, you're a liar. It is the most fun you can have. Like, literally. Yeah. But I, when I saw her talk about that, I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing the same shit. But also, I don't know how to stop myself from doing the same shit because I'm getting married. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think it just like things need to be sustainable yeah honestly so it's like yeah so if like the intermittent fasting thing isn't sustainable it's, for you then- it's sustainable part of the time obviously right. like i like going to dinners with people and so after 6 p.m then fine then you then so sometimes so after it's like, six you eat that's and that's so that's perfect. what i'm trying to teach my brain it's like i don't have to do it every day i can do it when it works and just try and make the best choices when i'm going to dinner with people and when i'm out late Having like an 80, 20 or 70, 30 percent is I think that's totally fine. I think I think not being hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Which is the hardest thing to do as well. I'd be down on myself all the time, too. So it's all good. You guys have heard me talk about liquid IVs hydration multiplier for a really long time. It's the little packet of goodness that you just put into your water bottle and it's the equivalent of drinking like two to three times that amount of water. I use it to prevent hangovers, to nurse hangovers, jet lagged, or anytime I just feel dehydrated in general. It's amazing. Uh, But now they have an energy multiplier. And what's even better is that it is just as delicious. And it's their lemon lime flavor, just like the same liquid IV lemon lime flavor that they have for the hydration multiplier. But this gives you energy with no crash. Think about it. A lot of people are sensitive to caffeine. And when they take a bunch of caffeine, then it's like, oh, then there's the slump and all that. This is just a steady easy energy boost. And it works just like the hydration multiplier. So if you're somebody who's had like decreased focus or lack of motivation or poor mood or unhappiness, things that I've actually been talking about on this podcast today, uh, then I feel like the energy multiplier, it will help sustain energy throughout the day because It does, and it doesn't give you the crash at all. So it helps you fight fatigue because if you're feeling fatigued or you're feeling down or feeling just like a mild depression and you have, you know, any sort of caffeine, sometimes it just makes you feel worse. So I highly recommend you guys trying this out along with the hydration multiplier because 
No one wants a hangover. And right now, you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use my code Stasi at checkout. So that's 25% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. So just go to liquidiv.com, enter promo code Stasi to save 25% and get better hydration and energy. That's liquidiv.com, promo code Stasi. Also, another thing from the Taylor Swift documentary that you just debunked. What? So oh. I walked into Katie's yeah. home and she put on the documentary just to have on in the background for a little bit to get us in the zone. And she's like, also, look at her engagement ring. She, everyone's saying that she's engaged. Yes. So we marched up to the TV. I'm like, that's a, f- <laughs> that's a fucking it giant like, diamond ring. Yeah, when she's having a conversation with like, her parents because she's debating whether or not to get into this whole political stuff and it looks like she's got a massive diamond on her left finger yeah literally but katie paused well we watched it it, the scene 300 times and then katie paused at the exact right moment it's not a diamond ring you guys it's like a little Diamond fox, fox or cat you said, or something. It's, it's like a, a little, cat. It's a little. She animal. loves cats. That's what it is. It's a little animal head ring. So. Oh my god, Katie! It's a cat. She loves cats. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. It's not a fox or something. It's a cat. Foxes. Fox or cat. It's a. It's a little. It's a little animal of some sort. It's a. It is one hundred percent a cat. You, you <laughs> saw this documentary multiple times. Yes. She wears cat sweatshirts. She has the cutest fucking backpack for a cat. That I'm like, want that. I want yeah. that for Luda. That is adorbs. Also, her little. Um, Dynacat is so cute. What's a Dynacat? From from um, Alice in Wonderland. You know Dinah, the cat. Yeah, I know the well the cat, but what's a is that the I type just, of cat? No, the cat's name is Dinah, and it looks like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, cute. Yes, yeah, it's cute. I think that a lot of people there are also because I was looking up what other people thought about this, and there are a lot of people out there that are like, okay, another poor Taylor Swift. She's so innocent and awesome and nice and sweet stunt. And I'm like, you know what? No, this seems raw. This seems like real. She's letting people see her alone, being told like you weren't nominated for any Grammys. Yeah. She's like talking about embarrassing shit that's like not easy to talk about. Yeah. It's like it, it this isn't not this go- isn't like a publicity thing. This is something that she's, or at least it doesn't feel like it. it, it no, to this, us. And again, we're not we're not Swifties out here being like justice for Taylor. Yeah. If this was this, a Meghan Markle documentary, then you can be like, well, you guys just like her no matter what. So it's fine. No, this but, was this was like this just really felt like someone who has been, you know, trying to live her life it, the way that she was supposed to live it, the way she was told to live it, be a nice girl, be nice to everyone and things will come to you. And then she was just like beaten down by the industry and everyone in it and Kanye West. And then she left and she, you know, went and found happiness and has been trying to, you know, she's really coming to her own and wanting to use her success for the better. And I think she's just finding her, her voice again. And I think it's, I, I don't know. I just think it's just so endearing and it's so honest. And I think she's just so fucking relatable. Like I just watch this. I'm like, she just is being just so real. It also has some, you can't hate on her for this. I t- 100% agree. 
Uh, I'm thinking also maybe you related to this even more because you just said she was so used to being the nice girl, being told she had to be nice and all of that. And you were for so long just the nice girl. And you finally, it was almost like you just like had enough and you're like, I'm not going to be mean, but I'm just going to speak my thoughts and I'm going to, because I don't think you're mean. No. Other people, there are some people that would, disagree with me but I don't I don't think of you that way I think of you as almost like yeah you were the nice girl compared to me and Chris and we were fucking batshit crazy <laughs> you know what relatively I mean relatively speaking relatively yeah. speaking it's like who knows if you were actually the nice girl I don't know my evilness overpowered <laughs> so much that we don't know you could have yeah. always been like this too <laughs> I, I think I've always kind of been like this but I mean I I've always had opinions. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just I've I started voicing them a little bit more, being a more a little more assertive in ways, but I just yeah, I don't know. I think I think I just I I just think that sometimes I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, if you don't know what to say, <laughs> I said it for you. I mean, I don't know. Um I do want to also talk about something else. What? Because I want you to do me a fave. I watched the documentary for you. I did you a fave. Mm. So that's how, those are our thoughts on on the T-Swift documentary. If you haven't watched it, you should go watch it. Even if you're not like a, a, a Taylor Swift fan or a Swifty or whatever, it's, it is just interesting because I think that it just... It, also, we one other thing that's really struggles. cool about it, what I liked is because she... Cause she also has like always written her own songs, which is so cool. Even when she yeah. was like young, she's like, "This is a song I wrote five, five minutes, minutes ago. ago. I haven't memorized it yet." Yeah, you yeah. see her. You see her when she's young. Like it's so cute. These like old like home videos, practically. Yeah. And then you get to see like clips of her in the studio in that process, which is like kind of yes, awesome. That was actually really cool. And I'm not even like a music person. You don't. E- yeah, you don't even really have to be into that that whole thing just to like get down with that but i just i kind of like that that's in there too so the the even the songs off of her new album you get to see sort of them take shape a little bit which i really like that as well yeah that's how i felt when i watched um the behind the scenes of making the greatest showman yes the workshopping the of workshopping it. Oh, i was yes. like oh my god i this <laughs> is Watch incredible all the time yeah that's fantastic but that's what it reminded me of mm-hmm. and i'm like god that must be like just so crazy and naked feeling just to like go in and be like what do you think about these lyrics i would be like oh my god i could never yeah i could never that's like so vulnerable because someone would look at me and be like those lyrics suck stop singing about ranch (laughs) (laughs) of course ranch i know people are gonna cancel me because i talk about ranch too much ranch is canceled i keep getting (laughs) tweets and people being like okay we hear you ranch uh so done with stassi i'm like i can't help what i love people i can't help that i talk about what i love and that's one of the things i love like sit (laughs) down (laughs) right now what i'm not allowed to like ranch anymore i have to reinvent myself how is ranch gonna play into your wedding it's not how is that gonna it's not but you know what I'm trying to get to play what? into my wedding? What? Cacho e Pepe. Oh, it better. I'm trying real hard <laughs> to make Cacho e Pepe play into my wedding to that make up for the fact that there will be no better ranch. Better be there. 
unless someone wants to ship some handmade or good old fashioned ranch. To, it just Put doesn't some make sense. Italian spin on some ranch. Yeah, it's not there. Oh man. Yeah, they don't even have like like Italian versions of ranch like in the I stores. Know. It's like unfortunate. So zero ranch, and I'm sorry if you are sick of me talking about it. <laughs> But it, it, you, that is what I feel like, though. I'm sorry. I'm going to say this. How she was talking about how women need to reinvent themselves. People saying they want to cancel me because I talk about ranch makes me feel like I need to reinvent myself and start liking Thousand Island. It's like, oh, it's like, no. sorry, I just I do like ranch and I can't reinvent myself and like something new. It's what I like. Yeah, I can't reinvent myself into a whole new person either. So, <laughs> so suck it. If you don't like me, I don't know what to tell you. Um, okay, but the favor that I wanted to ask you. What? Read Jessica Simpson's book. Oh, I mean, I have it. I just need like more time at home. I feel like I haven't really been at home and had like... So I finished it. <sighs> okay, I, I, I've read the first two chapters and I'm, love it. It's really good. Like I can't wait. Tom's, Tom's leaving for the weekend, so I'm going to have like peace and quiet. So what I want you to do with your weekend is... Just watch Real Housewives of New York yes. from the beginning because <laughs> yeah. she's never watched it like a fucking monster and just read Jessica Simpson's book. It was so easy to read. I was like telling I'm like I was I wanted to read it so bad and I wanted to keep going that every time like Bo spoke or like would try and interrupt me, it was just like annoying. You know how when you're into something that much that you're like, stop That's it. That's why I haven't been able to read it because hello. Because every time I start to read it, someone talks at me. Yeah. But that's what I love about um, like memoirs and like autobiographies because they're just so easy. Have you read Demi Moore's? No, but that's I'm not great. talking about that right now. Okay, but I'm I want to talk really good. a tadsies. Okay. Well, I mean, I know you have. Well, if you haven't read it, then I feel like I don't want to. But you've read some of the things. Like, because there's been so many articles about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's almost like if you've read the articles, you you got the I gist know of it. I know but, what's in it, but I need to, like, read it. So, but yes, I know what I know what I'm in store for. She reminds me a little bit of me when it comes to abusing Adderall and alcohol. Oh. It's like she's very honest about it, but she doesn't name Adderall. She, she like, says, um, she had stuff that could keep her going. Yes, I was prescribed. I, I went into my doctor to be like, I want to lose weight. And I'm very ashamed because at that moment I like felt hot and I was talking about how I was proud of myself and all of this stuff. And I did feel hot, but I was being, you know, but everyone who saw photos of me would caption it that I was getting bigger. So I went to the doctor and said, I need to lose weight. And he prescribed me something and it basically kept me going and kept me up at night and was able to make me drink more. And then I wasn't getting wasted because I had this drug that I was using and it was a stimulant. And, and I'm like, okay, what other drug is it that that's yeah. like the only one? And she like really, I mean, she goes into it. And the fact that she talks about how she would wake up and have a glitter cup the, then put vodka, vodka and sparkling Perrier yeah. and just go her whole day every day like that damn that is some shit right there every God. time i feel like an alcoholic i'm like oh well like i have wine almost every day i'm gonna remind myself <laughs> i'm not there yet yeah and i know she talks about too that she would have so much alcohol in her house that she's like when my kids are old enough to wonder why we have so much alcohol, that's when I'll get rid of it. She was always wondering, yeah. like, when is going to be the time that I'm going to stop? Yeah. Because she said that, that the house would always, their house was always going to be, their house was always the house that the everyone party, would 
It's the party. Over. It's the house that everyone goes to. Yeah. yeah. God. Which is like also kind of like my worst nightmare. <laughs> That's like kind of what y'all's house is like. Well, you, Jackson, Brittany, kind of y'all split that. But like, uh, if I, I, I'm like, God, Jessica Simpson had the party house. Like, how'd she fucking have time for that to be the party house? And it was the party house. Like, not just like come and hang out and watch a show. It was the party house. Well, because it was also because she needed to distract and entertain and from everything that was going on. It's really, it's crazy. And then she, she mentions like some of the interviews that she had done like on Ellen DeGeneres, like when she was full blown wasted. And I went and looked them up. Have you seen those? Uh, like she did Ellen DeGeneres trashed. Like really? I went and Googled it right after I finished the book and I was like, I just have to Did see you this. Tell? Yes. Oh, okay. I mean, slurring her words. Really? And just, but how come no one called it out then? They, I guess they did. We just missed that article in Daily Mail that day. <laughs> and like Ellen DeGeneres full blown looks in the camera formally in chimes and tries to find oh, a way God. to work with the interview. But it's so obvious. What year was that? It was like 2017, 2016 or something oh, like that. She only had two kids at the time. So, I mean, but, and then I like, spiraled in and watched her on HSN, which oh. I don't know what year that was. Did you see that? No. And I'm like, oh God, I'm like, every time I feel like, you know what? Like I might, maybe I shouldn't, like maybe I drink too much. I'm like, I've never done that. <laughs> I haven't done that. I'm like, Jessica Simpson, you are a fucking queen. You need like, you need to read this book. It's so good. Okay. I can't wait to be interesting enough to like write a memoir. Like you just literally have to rely on your life. Yeah. You can't just be like basic bitches. You can't talk about that. It's like your life. Basic bitch. You can't. It's ranch and <laughs> basic bitches. You literally have to rely on being an interesting person and having lived an interesting life and exposing so much. Like every time I see an article come out, I'm like, God, that must be so hard for also like not only her, but then her husband mm -hmm. to keep hearing about. It's like, God damn, do I have to hear about one of how your passionate relationships every damn day. If I had to wake up and see an article about how Bo and his ex-girlfriend and that like it was all sexual and blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, suck it. Is I that, wouldn't be able to handle that. Wait, she, does she, it's the one, because I heard that she, does she refer to John Mayer frequently? Is that the one uh, that she refers to? Not refers to. She calls oh, them she all call by their name. Okay, I don't know. She talks about all of them. Talks about Johnny Knoxville, John oh. Mayer. Oh, I forgot about Johnny Knoxville. They never, oh I, apparently they never had sex though. Oh. It was just an emotional affair, which she oh. thought was worse, but they never, she, doesn't, she never admits to crossing the line. She actually doesn't deny it, I don't think. So maybe she's being respectful. But anyway, I'm here to say everyone should go read Jessica <laughs> Simpson's memoir. It's fucking fab. And everyone should go watch Taylor Swift's Miss Americana. Yep. Just makes you think differently, especially as a woman. <laughs> All right, everyone. Katie, thank you for doing this with me. Do you feel like you've had a release now that you've been able to just get your Miss Americana thoughts out there? Yes. And finally, I haven't talked to you about it because you haven't seen it. And Yay. It, it was worth the wait. Yay. All right, guys. Thank you. Uh